The Picks and Punts podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Phaser Marketing. Let's be honest, either you own a small business or you know somebody that does. Phaser Marketing offers a one-stop shop marketing team for your business. They stop you from wasting your valuable time trying to learn and juggle the core elements of marketing. If you want to focus more on what you do best, make sure to check out their website at phasermarketing.com. That's P-H-A-S-E-R marketing.com and take your business to the next level. What is going on, guys? You are listening to the Picks and Punts podcast. I am your host, Drew Winter, and with some fellow football minds, including Adam Wishick, Nick Nowak, and returning this week after a one-week absence, we have Andy Zarnowski. How's it going, boys? It's good, man. Just excited to get some bets out there. Felt pretty good about last week. Some could have done a little bit better. Definitely not feeling good about that Raiders pick. <laughs> I'm excited to be back, gentlemen. I uh, definitely want to give a shout out to the hostess with the most is Drew Winter. Host yeah. Of the yeah. Yeah. And thank you. Really, really excited. I think we have some pretty solid picks, a great slate this week. Uh, lots on the board, uh, pretty crazy lines, uh, ones not comfortable with, and I think a couple of locks that we're going to get through. And it's uh, it should be a pretty good show today, gentlemen. I'm not going to lie. I'm really excited for it. Absolutely. So as a podcast, as a group in week six, when you, Andy, you were on the pod, we went 10 and 10 as a collective unit, although Andy did lead the way going four and one. So props to Andy there. Last week in week Thank eight, you. we went 12 and seven as a collective unit. Ross joined us last week and he led the way going four and one. Me and Nick both went three and two and Adam finished two and three. Andy, you weren't on the pod last week, but you had your five picks where you finished three and two. You had the Packers, Lions and the Panthers all cover for you but the Patriots and the Seahawks fell short. I just wanted to touch briefly with you on last week's Seattle-Arizona game. How frustrating was that to watch near the end as we needed the Seahawks three and a half so bad we would end four and one in the Super Contest on the week? Man, it's a real tough, uh, it's a real tough loss. But then again, I, I, I probably should have known better because what Seattle Seahawks game actually goes according to plan, right? What type <laughs> of game does Russell Wilson play that is, t- you know, Got a cover here. This should be no thought, you know, nothing needed. Let's go take on this Arizona defense that finishes middle of the pack and everything and move along. But uh, that's clearly not the case. Uh, Seattle's defense is, you know, very, very uh, bad. And and because Russell Wilson's able to move the ball down the field, usually uh, it it doesn't take much uh, to get that defense exhausted. And uh, Kyler Murray, who's who's having a real, really great season, was able to take them down the field and ultimately take advantage of them. Allude to a David Moore uh, holding call in overtime that would have yes. uh, yes. given DK Metcalf a touchdown. But then again, you can't, uh, you know, play it on one play there. So Seahawks, Patriots. Man. I'm not going to lose on the Patriots again either. Man. Yeah, no, not, <laughs> you not, will not catch doing me that again. On the Patriots again. That is a dumpster fire. Oh, man. Oh, it's so bad out there, Andy. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe how how mm-hmm. quickly that game got out of hand. And you could just tell like pretty quickly that New England was going nowhere all day long. So Yeah, without question. I mean, you know, Cam Newton deserved to get benched. There's a reason why, uh, you know, 32 teams passed on him and, you know, ended up going with the Patriots there. He's got a lot to prove. He's still got a lot to prove. And, uh, you know, that for the first time in my lifetime, that offense looks like it's in shambles. Absolutely. Although there are trade rumors now. There's rumors, rumors going around that Chris Godwin and there might be a Chris Godwin and Stefan Gilmore trade here before the deadline comes next week. That's so stay tuned on well. that front. That's the I problem would... right now. New England does or they just don't have any help for Cam right now. Now Julian Edelman sounded like he's gonna be out a couple weeks now. So mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they just and they haven't been able to get the they haven't been able to get the ground game going. And that's that's Cam Newton's key right there, is and they just haven't been able to get that right. They have all the running backs in the world. He gets six of them a year, but I mean none of them have been able to really stand out. Granted, they've had some injuries, but um they haven't had a running back able to stand out this year for him. Yeah, absolutely. No wide receivers. can. Now, I don't want to spend too much more time but, on. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was just going to say, uh, uh, you know, Cam Newton, is, he's still unproven in his accuracy. He, he's not a drop-back passer, so if they're not able to get Agreed. the run going, he's going to have to drop back and pass. He's never been able to succeed, even when he was the MVP of the league, dropping back and passing. So I don't, I don't have a lot to say about the New England Patriots. Uh, <laughs> other than Bill Belichick's got his work cut out for him. So for the first time, he's got to prove himself as a coach without Tom Brady at the helm. So we are recording recording this on Thursday, October 29th during the Thursday night football game featuring the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons, where the Panthers are leading the Falcons 7-3, almost at the end of the first quarter right now. Panthers are two-and-a-half home favorites. Andy, we can start with you on this game. As I know you picked this game, we have the Panthers who started 0-2 on the season. They won three straight. They have now lost two in a row. Tough game last week against the Saints. What's your pick this week for the Panthers? Uh, yes, I did pick this game, Drew. Uh, I'm going Carolina minus two and a half um, for a lot of reasons at play. Number one is Atlanta is bad. Atlanta is very bad. They've been bad all year on the defensive end, that is. And on the other side, the Carolina, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, he leads the league in passing to the wide receivers, uh, most receptions in yardage to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore this year. But there's a, you know, I, I like to, because I'm a big fantasy football player, and that's where my love for the NFL kind of got rolling. I like to look at things from a fantasy perspective and see how they can, the tides can move back and forth uh, in terms of picking. And right now this year, the Atlanta defense is 21st against the run. So that's nothing to write home about uh, at all. It's actually, you know, uh, on the, the latter half of all the teams in the NFL. But here's where the some of these stats really start to, you know, I or stick out to me. Carolina's defense is actually fifth against opposing quarterbacks this year. Um, Matt Ryan drops back and passes. It's easy to telegraph that. You know, he's had some early success in this game, and I actually think he will have success here. But uh, I think Carolina will be able to outlast him at home. Teddy Bridgewater playing very well. Carolina is sixth against the run. Uh, Atlanta is 28th. That is fourth worst against wide receivers, and they are the league worst against opposing quarterbacks. So that sets up very well for Teddy Bridgewater to maintain the time of possession, keep the ball into Carolina's hands, uh, and a good or a bad decision by Raheem Morris to kick the field goal earlier on helps prove my point, uh, along with a couple penalties that Atlanta's defense and offensive playmaking is in shambles. So I really like uh, Carolina to pull this one off and cover that two and a half spread. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with you. I don't hate the pick. I, I punted this game just because I just, I can't trust any Falcons games at this point. I mean, after looking at last week, Todd Gurley goes in the end zone. Detroit has one minute left. Matt Stafford makes some incredible throws. Falcons lose the game. They're finding new ways to lose. I just, I like Teddy two gloves and I like the Panthers, but the Falcons can weirdly win this game too so for me I personally actually, i just had to punt i actually yeah, no, i actually threw in a small a small little bet on the atlanta on this one just for the fact that i saw both the barstool play, players actually had uh carolina here so i had to fade <laughs> them every time that happened. <laughs> Great so, but Great. also todd Gurley had 121 yards against uh carolina last time they saw i saw it was going to be a little bit of a rainy game i don't i guess i haven't turned on the game here i guess i haven't seen it is raining game. a little bit it is, it is raining so it is. um i feel like that does play a little bit to the atlanta's advantage just because i give them the running back advantage because I, I guess uh mccaffrey isn't back yet so um I, I i do like atlanta to to pull this one out in this game so yeah i, I punted this game i'm not one to really pick these thursday night games i know andy's been hot with these thursday night games three and oh atlanta one trend i will let you will let everyone know atlanta five and two straight up and six and one against the spread in its last seven games as an underdog pretty pretty insane okay. stat there uh, let's go ahead and move on to the sunday noon games we can start off with the detroit lions hosting the indianapolis colts lions are three point home dogs versus the colts Lions coming off a comeback win versus the Falcons. Kenny Galladay is an absolute insane receiver. <laughs> Colts are coming off a bye week. This game honestly really depends if Colts are without linebacker Darius Leonard. He returned to practice on Wednesday for the first time in three weeks. He's been limited this week. They need him back because they're going to have to stop Lions tight end TJ Hawkinson, and they're going to have to stop the run. DeAndre Swift, 116 rushing yards last week versus Jacks or uh, – what, who did Lions play? Oh, Falcons. Falcons last week. Yep. AP still was splitting carries with DeAndre Swift. AP had 15. Swift actually had 14 last week. 
both of those running backs com- combined for three rushing touchdowns. Andy, I know you picked this game as well, so we can start with you. Who do you like in this game? Yeah, again, you know, I'm going to go with the road favorites here uh, in the Indianapolis Colts. I think that they are still a better team, and there's a bit of recency bias with Matthew Stafford. However, he has been good this year. He's been good against moderate to bad defenses. He has struggled against good defenses this year. And going off of that Indianapolis's defense, you know, you, you brought up uh, Darius Leonard, uh, uh, is it, whether he's going to be in or out. Uh, but the defense has been fifth against the run this year. Uh, they are the best defense against opposing quarterbacks. So Matthew Stafford will be having to have it in his hands, and I think he will struggle. And uh, Detroit being middle of the pack against QBs, but that's primarily because they uh, other teams' uh, running backs have had success off of them. They are the fifth worst against the run. So I think just the big Jonathan Taylor game – uh, pressure on Philip Rivers, then you should get uh, success because, uh, you know, pressure on Philip Rivers means interceptions. But with uh, the Lions defense being one of the worst in pressure rates in the league, I think he'll have a clean pocket. So maintaining the time of possession is a huge thing in my book. I think the Colts will be able to do that and they should be able to win this one easily on the road. Yeah, I punted this game again just because. I mean, the Lions are kind of one of those weird, like kind of like the Falcons. They're one of those weird teams that you just don't really know what to expect on a Sunday. They're a DeAndre Swift drop from being four and two. Uh, I think they're actually a very solid team. I think the Colts are a solid team. I think this is an evenly matched game. Colts have a lot of guys on their defense coming back, so you can expect the Colts to be a little bit better on defense than they have been the last couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, I just had to punt this game because I just – I can't trust the Lions. I just them and the Falcons. I can't trust on a bet. I agree with you on that one. I I, I punted this game as well, just for the fact I, I can't really trust Detroit on on uh, every week like that. Uh, it looks like right now tickets tickets are about fifty two percent on Indianapolis, but all the money is going on Indianapolis so far. So uh, it's a little it's just too much money on Indianapolis. I would lean Colts in this game, but. Uh, I, I, I'm just punting this game because I, I feel like that line is too small. I, I feel like Colts should be four or five points, and I, that makes me feel like it might be a trap game for, for Detroit to pull it out. Absolutely. I mean, that Detroit defense, I'm mean, I i, I I'm with you. I can't trust it. Colts should be able to run the ball effectively. Lines are giving up 131 yards on the ground. Like Andy said, Jonathan Taylor should be able to feast. I like Frank Wright coming off a bye with some extra time to prepare. Sad news is Philip Rivers in his career, 5-10 and 10 against the spread coming off a of bye. Colts have a tough schedule coming up. You got the Ravens next week, Titans, Packers, and then the Titans again. I'm punting this game, but I'm really excited to see, uh, and speaking of fantasy, Kenny Galladay versus Xavier Rhodes matchup. Xavier Rhodes on third down, 10 targets, 0.0 passer rating for opposing quarterbacks. So I don't know if Rhodes you are guys closed make- or what. Uh, I was just going to say, you guys make, uh, you know, very good points. Uh, those the lines that are heavily bet on, I do like to pass on as well. But I guess I'm rooting myself in the overall matchup. Uh, and I think the matchup is very well in favor of Indianapolis here. For so sure. if they get any sense mm-hmm. of confidence going, they should be able to handle it. Uh, I do like what you said, though, Drew, 5-10, and Philip Rivers. That, that makes a lot of sense knowing what type of quarterback Philip <laughs> yeah, Rivers yeah, is. Yeah. But <laughs> I think he should have enough to, to, to wield the Colts to a decent victory. I, I can agree with you there as a cheap road dog. Let's move on to the Green Bay Packers, six and a half point home favorites versus the Minnesota Vikings. We got our first taste of a pissed off Aaron Rodgers in the first game of the season when he torched the Vikings for four touchdowns. Then last week he had four touchdowns after he was he got beaten up in Tampa Bay. Unless Coach Zimmer and on Minnesota can teach these young cornerbacks and have them prepared, Rodgers is going to absolutely eat Minnesota's defense alive. Although Dalvin Cook will be back, I love that we get the line at six and a half in the Super Contest, Andy. But what concerns me is that this line, I think, should be much, much higher than six and a half. Do you not agree, Adam? Adam? I don't agree. Just for the fact I, I think they, they put it at that six and a half, I, I guess they give a few points with this rivalry game. I, I Minnesota always seems to play them tough, it, and I'm surprised it hasn't moved more. I think it's moved up to minus seven since, we, since we've uh, 
since the super contest came out, but 62% of the tickets and 93% of the money's all on green Bay right now. Uh, you got Hughes. That's questionable in the secondary for the Vikings. Cook cook might be on a pitch count. I don't know. I, I'm not sure about that. Um, it looks like uh, green Bay is going to be getting Bakhtiari back on the left tackle yep. side. So yep. that's going to be nice. They're going to move Turner back to the right tackle. They're going to solidify that offensive line. I love the Packers in this game just just for the fact Minnesota gives up 286 on the pass in the passing defense a year, uh, 127 on the ground. It's going to be a windy game. It, it looked like about 20 yep. mile an hour winds, but uh, with that Minnesota defense, they're, it, it, Packers Packers by two touchdowns. I think. Yeah, Adam, I completely agree with that. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest about <laughs> something here. Aaron Rodgers is going to tear up this Minnesota secondary again. I mean, the Vikings are going to score their points, but we know that Aaron Rodgers is too good. Uh, this Minnesota secondary is just, it's abysmal, unfortunately, um, for Vikings fans. But uh, I think Green Bay is going to be able to pull this out by more than a touchdown. Um, also, Kirk Cousins is turnover prone, but the Packers only have two interceptions all season, one being Kirk Cousins. Um, other than the two picks, uh, this season that Aaron Rodgers has thrown in under a minute. Um, basically, those two in, against Tampa Bay. The Packers have zero turnovers, zero fumbles, zero interceptions. I expect that to say the same. I expect them to run clock, and I expect them to kind of overall dominate this game. Uh, yeah, I, I might uh, learn to live to regret this decision on punting <laughs> this game because, I mean, how, how can you not like the Packers tear by less than a touchdown after right? they thrashed them last time they played them? I, I, I get that. Uh, the only other factor is uh, the emergence of Justin Jefferson on the other end. Uh, can him and the, him feeling uh, be a decent enough tandem to keep up uh, the progress of or trying to stay with Aaron Rodgers there? Uh, I think it's a possibility. I think that if Delvin Cook does come back and they can control some of the clock, they're not, they're probably not going to control all the clock. Then there's a decent chance they might be able to keep it close. I do think it'll be a better contest than the last time that they played. Uh, but yeah, you know, I would like the Packers here minus six and a half. I just, um, I just wasn't as confident in this pick as uh, I thought I would be uh, in last time. So I think that there, you know, this is one of those lines that heavily, the public is so heavily on the Packers. You just never know what you think. You know, I, I like what Adam said, two touchdowns. That seems like it would be feasible and it might happen. Uh, I just wasn't as confident this week. Yeah, I, honestly, I like the Packers here a lot at six and a half. I honestly, I don't know why it's not higher. I like them a lot. Vikings coming off a bye. Under Mike Zimmer, two and four straight up and against the spread coming off a bye. They're also two and four against the spread under Zimmer in Green Bay with one of those covers coming against UCLA prodigy Brett Hundley. Uh, as Adam <laughs> said, Packers left tackle Batiari has been limited in practice this week with a chest injury. That should be monitored. It sounds like he should be back, though. Minnesota, three and 12 straight up in their last 15 games as an underdog. Minnesota is also 3-11-1 against the spread in their last 15 games on the road versus a team with winning records. Packers 4-0 in their last four games against the spread as a home favorite. Give me the Packers here. Let's go ahead and move on to the Buffalo Bills hosting the New England Patriots. Bills are three-and-a-half-point home favorites. Patriots coming off a home loss, losing 33-6 to last week versus the Niners. I don't know what it is with Cam. He was he was skipping balls. He wasn't scrambling. If Cam can't perform, I'm not giving the Patriots much of a shot the rest of the season. Julian Edelman, he did not practice today with a knee injury. Nikhil Harry also has not practiced all week with the concussion. They also have three offensive linemen that have been limited all week in practice for the Patriots. Andy, I don't know if the Patriots are going to survive the rest of the season. Is there any way they win this game versus a division rival in the Buffalo Bills as the Patriots have won 30 of the last 33 meetings. Oh, you just, just after you see the way the Patriots have performed the last couple weeks, you just can't have any confidence in them. But, uh, you know, the only factor is the Bill Belichick factor. Been a little bit more three to Julian Edelman play, you know, has a lot in play here. Um, I cannot confidently pick the Patriots, but uh, this, this uh, divisional matchup uh, is relatively historic. Uh, and because that, um, because Josh Allen is coming off of a couple of bad efforts, no touchdowns last week against the Jets, uh, th that offense has not been clicking of late too. So they could struggle. 
this one might be a low scoring affair. Uh, then again, it might not be. I just think that there's too many variables at play here. Um, if Cam Newton could get rolling again, that's a big if. Uh, you know, it might even be Jared Stidham this week. So uh, I think that there's too many question marks here to me feel for me to feel confident in picking any other team. But just because of how poorly the Patriots have played, I would pick the Bills. However, in terms of my five picks, I am going to punt this one. Yeah, I'm with the Andy. I'm punting this one as well. Um, I just, I want to go Bills minus three and a half so bad, but against the New England Patriots right now because the Patriots are god awful. Um, but I just don't trust this Bills offense right now. I just don't know. I don't know what happened, but in the last three weeks, they just have not been the same. Uh, I always expect Bill Belichick to pull out a good game plan. So for me, I just, I just don't see a clear winner in this. And for my five picks, I punted as well. I punted as well in this game. Going off your your point there, Nick, they the Buffalo offense has struggled here the past three weeks. I mean, they haven't they weren't even even able to score a touchdown against the Jets last week. So, <laughs> I mean, if you can't score a touchdown against the Jets, six field goals, it it just kind of sounds pathetic to me. But Cam, Cam Newton also, I mean, he hasn't looked the same. We don't really know which quarterback we're going to get this week. So, I'm punting this game. Just it it. Like like Andy said, it, there's there's not enough incentive for me to go either way on either line. Yeah, and going off your field goals point, if they would have, if the Bills would have made all of their field goals, I would have yep. covered and been four and one this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to think about. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what's happened to this Buffalo Bills offense. I think it starts with Josh Allen. I mean, his passing grade weeks one through four, eighty nine point nine, fourth best in the league. The last three weeks, weeks five through seven, 65.5 passing grade, 19th best in the league. I don't want anything to do with betting against Bill Belichick, so I'm punting as well. Let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Tennessee Titans. Bengals are five-and-a-half-point home dogs. Joe Burrow has been amazing as a rookie. He struggled in only two games this year, his debut versus a stout Chargers defense and a blowout loss to an excellent Ravens defense. Burrow otherwise, he's thrown for 300-plus yards in every other game. Last week against the Browns, he had 406 yards and three touchdowns. However, the offensive line for the Bengals took two hits last week. Left tackle Jonah Hill, who has been terrific this year. He injured his neck against Cleveland. He hasn't practiced all week. Center Trey Hopkins got concussed last week. He hasn't practiced all week. Offensive lineman Bobby Hart, he hasn't practiced all week with, the, with a knee injury. I'm looking for J- Jadavian Clowney to have a coming out party this year. He has no sacks here on the year. Bengals are giving up four and a half sacks per game, league high. Miles Garrett, as I predicted last week, got after the quarterback. He got two sacks last week against the Bengals. Adam, I'm liking the Titans here, but I wanted to start with you. as I know you like Joe Burrow and the Bengals here. I love Gerald Burrow and the Bengals in this one. You know, I, I was looking at some stats. I, I was pointing out those same, I was going to point out the same stats you had here. Uh, aside from those two bad games against or the first first game against Baltimore and then his second bad game, I, I, I'm trying to pull it up. What was his other bad game? Um, shoot, what am I thinking? Oh, Chargers his first game of the year so yep. i mean baltimore here a couple games ago every other game he's he's passed for 300 yards i i don't see how that's going to be any different here with uh, tennessee giving up 270 72 passing yards a game um joe mixon joe mixon right now is questionable but giovanni bernard i i think can more than handle the load here uh it, right now cincinnati's five and two against the spread this year while tennessee is two and four uh two and one at home Cincinnati is against the spread while uh, Tennessee is 0-2 on the road as at the spread. So um, I guess those points alone, I, I, and it looks, I, when you look at these past, the past five games against with Tennessee, they beat Denver by two, Jacksonville by three, the Vikings by one, Houston by six in overtime. And, and they lost by the Steelers last week. So they, they tend to play down to their competition. Those, those uh, per, first three games I pointed out. So I, I expect a close game in this one. I don't, I don't expect Cincinnati to win it, but I think I can keep it within three or four points. Joe Burrow has been a covering machine this year. He is, mm-hmm. uh, is it six and one against the spread? Um, it, so. As you guys stated earlier, uh, you know, he, he just rallies his team to cover. And I, I don't think those uh, those injuries on the offensive end is going to hurt that much. I think that the Titans are the third, third, uh, third fewest 
pressure rates. So he should still be able to maintain a clean pocket. Um, and this is just going to be a very fantasy friendly game. Uh, the Titans are the third worst team against wide receivers and Joe Burrow is leading the league in dropbacks and passing. So I see a lot of offense on the Bengals end, and of course, a lot of offense on Tennessee's end. if anything, it's a good over game. Um, you know, I, I do normally like the Bengals plus five and a half, and I would take them in this game. However, I just think the, he, it's due for a turn. Titans are due for a big win again, and Joe Burrow's due to not cover the spread. The Titans will maintain the ball possession in this one. Derrick Henry will have a big game. Joe Burrow will keep up as much as he can, but I do think the Titans will take advantage of this matchup. Yeah, I I, I agree with you 100% there, Andy. On why I just, for me, I'm punting on this game just for the fact that I understand Joe Burrow is unbelievable at covering these spreads, but this Titans team is a little bit different. I think they're a tough, tough football team. Um, and I think they're going to show it and kind of infor- and kind of use their will and kind of their strength just to kind of push the Bengals around. Uh, I think Joe Burrow will have a great game. He's third in passing yards in the NFL. Um, yeah, I, uh, I just don't have a clear winner in this one either, so I'm just going to have to punt. Honestly, Practice. I'm taking the Titans here. I'm taking the Titans here. I think they're just simply they're, – they're a two-field goal team better than the Bengals. I oh. think we can agree on that. Two field goal. Teams. Oh, flea flicker, Curtis Samuel, touchdown pass. <laughs> Let's go off the interception. <laughs> Panthers, baby. I think you're a little ahead of me, but <laughs> <laughs> love the energy, though. Oh, man. As I was saying here, Good I think play. the Titans are just a better team here. Titans, as we said, they're just going to bulldoze with Derrick Henry all day. Tennessee's receiving core, they've gotten a lot better with A.J. Brown back on the field. Remember, Brown didn't play a full game until week five when the Titans destroyed the Bills on Tuesday night. With Brown on the field, the Titans have scored 42, 42, and 24 points in the last three games. Brown, last week, six catches for 153 yards and a touchdown. Mm. He scored four times in his last three games. It's going to come down to the Titans' defense here. They're going to have to hunker down. Give me the Titans here. Let's go ahead and move on to the – go ahead. I was just going to say, in terms of that game, I have a huge uh, fantasy implications there in my big league. I got Joe Burrow at the helm. A.J. (laughs) Brown is my wide receiver one. A.J. Green and T. Higgins is my other two receivers. So I'm really excited for this matchup. Absolutely. (laughs) Need some fireworks. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move on to the Cleveland Browns hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Browns are two-and-a-half-point home favorites. Browns have won four of their last five games to put themselves in solid position for a playoff spot in the stacked AFC, something they have not done since 2002. Las Vegas, on the other hand, will be an underdog in its sixth consecutive game since the season opener, going two and three against the spread and straight up after defeating the Carolina Panthers in week one. Raiders could be down two offensive linemen again in Richie Incognito and Trent Brown. Miles Garrett, I'm looking for him to get after the quarterback here. Raiders should be able to attack Darren Waller with Cleveland's weak linebackers. Nick, I know you were indecisive on picking the Raiders or the Browns here. Who did you end up going with? So originally I was thinking the Raiders. That was my initial instinct. Um, but after doing some research, I realized I looked at, I thought really thought about this game and I really thought about what are these two quarterbacks who are Derek Carr and Baker Mayfield. And unfortunately they're both kind of turnover prone quarterbacks throughout their career. So I thought about looking at differential for this game. Um, And if you look at the Raiders, and if you guys know what the stat differential is, it's comparison of your um, offensive turnovers and your defensive turnovers. Um, The Raiders in differential are 29th in the league. They have uh, two interceptions and six fumbles on offense and three interceptions and zero fumbles on offense. So their differential, unfortunately, is a negative five, which is incredibly bad. Um, the Browns are sixth in differential with 14 defensive turnovers. And unfortunately they do have nine offensive turnovers, seven of those coming from Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield did look good last week. And against the Raiders defense, he might play clean football this week. Um, and with this run game, I can see the Browns scoring a lot of points. Uh, Derek Carr has been turnover prone, but only he only has two interceptions all season. It'll be interesting to see if he plays clean football. Um, like he's been playing all year. I like the Browns at home by at least a, just a field goal um, against the Raiders team who typically doesn't travel well either. So I'm going to have to take the Las Vegas or the Cleveland Browns minus two and a half. Um, I punted. 
Oh, go ahead, Eddie. Okay. Uh, I was just gonna, you know, this, I was going to agree with you there, Adam. Uh, this is a punt for me too. I see uh, injuries down on the offensive line for uh, the Raiders is actually going to make a big difference in this game. Uh, Browns are just middle of the pack. Uh, both teams are pretty bad against the pass. Uh, Browns being seventh worst and the Raiders being the second worst. Uh, Browns should be able to take advantage. Kareem Hunt is going to have a great game here. Um, I do think that this could, the Raiders could pull this one out. Derek Carr and John Gruden have been playing very well. Josh Jacobs has also been running the ball very well. Um, but I, I just think that with those injuries down on the offensive line and just how bad the pass defense for the Raiders has been this year, that Baker Mayfield should will this team to another victory. Um, you know, I'm, I'm with you there, Nick. Uh, I think that the Cleveland Browns will have just enough offensive power to outlast the Raiders in this matchup. I'm, I'm punting this game, I guess, <clears throat> like, like I was going up my past point. Uh, both teams are banged up right now. I, I guess it, it, I don't really know if Baker Mayfield's fully healthy. You got Jarvis Landry is questionable. Kareem Hunt's going to be questionable as well. It looks like it's going to be windy and chilly this game. Uh, 30 mile an hour winds, 40, 40, uh, 40 degrees out. Run game is going to be key, but with Hunt and Jacobs both questionable and a little banged up, I, it, it, I don't know if they're going to be able to get the run game going with uh, some backups. So I'm putting this game because I can't trust either of the teams. Yeah, I'm, I do I'm like just... the under though. The under is 51. I, I do like the under this game just for the fact it's going to be chilly and cold uh, and windy. So uh, I think they're going to run the try to both teams are going to try to control the clock. Yeah, I, I'm punting this game. Browns are without OBJ. Interesting stat I found Baker Mayfield is actually better without Odell Beckham Jr. on the field. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield without OBJ, 79.9 passer rating, 12th best in the league. Baker Mayfield with OBJ, 69.2 passer rating, good for 22nd in the league. Let's go ahead and move on to the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the New York Jets. Chiefs are laying 19 and a half points at home. I personally want nothing to do with this game. As fun as it would be laying a gigantic number with the Chiefs versus a god-awful Jets team, I'm punting. Who knows if the Chiefs will even play Patrick Mahomes in the second half here. No reason to risk a stupid injury. Chiefs are playing the Raiders again in two weeks, followed by a big game in Tampa Bay playing the Bucks. Adam, I'm honestly just interested. Is there a lot of people laying the points here with Chiefs in terms of percentage? Looks like tickets right now are 60% on Kansas City, but 63% of the money's going on the Jets right now. So uh, I'm not going to waste too much time on this, though. I, I'm punting this. There's way too many points involved in this game. Uh, they can't, or New York did did play Buffalo pretty well when they uh, when they got on the other side of the field yep. to stop into those six field goals. So um, I don't see that happening with Kansas City, but I can't trust Kansas City to cover 19 points. So I'm just punting. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's just too many points. Um, as I, I do really think the Chiefs are going to cover that spread, but I honestly just – it's too many points to ever even think about betting that, especially <laughs> last week after the Bills. I am yep. – I'm done with those plus 10 spreads. <laughs> how, how often have how often have we seen like 17-plus point favorites in an NFL game, though? You don't you know, see that very I, often. I honestly think that the only one that's ever happened are the – happened in the last decade was in 2018 uh or was it last year 2019 when the patriots hosted the dolphins i believe the spread was 17 and a half or 18 and the patriots ended up covering that one by only two or three points uh you know just going off of that this is a consensus agreement uh this you know for an nfl line to be this many is (laughs) absolutely insane it's egregious and this might actually this might be the uh the biggest spread in nfl history I, i don't know of another one being more than 20 points uh three scores uh, so if I had to pick, you know, I would take the gamble on the points. The, uh, the, the Jets offense has been playing slightly better since they got rid of uh, Le'Veon Bell and Sam Darnold's back in the lineup with Michael P. Ryan is, you know, he's got some promise, but it's ultimately a really bad team. Uh, and the Chiefs are a really good team. Uh, to your point, uh, Nick, you said uh, Pat Mahomes might not even play in the second half here. Uh, th- there could be a, a point in the game where, you know, there's – uh, the fourth quarter rolls around and the chiefs are up by 24 and they take Pat Mahomes out. And, yep. you know, there's a garbage time touchdown by the jets Sam to get Donald. it back to within 15. <laughs> there's just so many points and garbage time will be a factor garbage. T- you know what they say? The offense against a garbage time defense is the best offense in, in the NFL, regardless of what team they play on. So uh, if I had to pick, you know, I might, 
sprinkle something on the Jets to have fun, but this is definitely going to fall outside of my five picks this week. I will not, with confidence, bet either team to uh, cover or hold that spread. I could not agree more. Let's go ahead and move on to the Miami Dolphins hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Dolphins are three-and-a-half-point home dogs. Rams coming off a huge win versus the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. We have Tua making his NFL starting debut at quarterback for the Dolphins. I'm still confused on why the Dolphins are electing to start Tua. I'm assuming it was all a part of the plan all along to start him halfway through the season after the bye. I just don't know why you would want to start him versus the Rams rather than the Jets. Then you could head, then you could head into the bye week and have some you know improvements to be done in practice on the bye week. I, I would not doubt if the Dolphins throw in Fitzmagic back in if uh, Tua does struggle early on. Nick, I want to start with you as I like the Rams here myself, but as a Rams fan, you watch them on a week-to-week basis. Tell me why the Rams should cover this three-and-a-half on the road in Miami. Oh, I, I love this game. I The Rams are – all right, before I get into all of that, uh, <laughs> I just want to get – do you guys know who Brendan Staley is? No. Really? Well, he's the Rams defensive coordinator. You should know who that is. He's been pretty <laughs> good this year. Uh, and he's been incredible since the departure of Wade <laughs> Phillips. And I think he will personally have something ready for this rookie QB. He had an unbelievable scheme for Nick Foles last week in that awful, awful Bears offense. Um, sorry, Andy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, though. We're talking about Nick Foles, though. <laughs> like, that's not too much of an accolade. But, yeah, here's the thing, though. While the <laughs> Dolphins have been playing well and two is the future, the future doesn't start on Sunday. Uh, two will show some, show some flashes, but overall, I think you have a tough day against Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Michael Brockers. I think you'll have, I think you'll be getting rushed out of the pocket. He's not a great runner. He's more of a Drew Brees type than a Russell Wilson. Um, and I just expect the Rams offense, they've been missing something recently just with a points aspect, but I'm expecting McVay and the Rams will get that together. Uh, the Rams also will feel motivated after the Lakers and Dodgers win their championships. LA is now the title town. Yes. Uh, and the, and the Rams are feeling that McVeigh and Goff were talking all week about it, uh, how it's just like incorporating in the locker room and how everyone's feeling it. So honestly, I think I'm getting a little bit of a high for the Rams Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, but yeah, I'll on. take, I'll Don't take the Rams. Hold your horses there, pal. <laughs> you watch, you watch, you wait. All right, all right. <laughs> I'll take the Rams like in a blowout win here though. I think it's competitive in the first oh, half, but oh, the Rams are, are incredible with second half adjustments. And I think that they'll easily cover that spread. I've got a final score of 34 to 17. I think that uh, your heart might be getting in the way of some uh, key facts here that might keep this game close there, kiddo. No, Nick, I, I get you. The Rams are, are by far proven. They're a proven better team, uh, even though that the, the Dolphins defense has been performing well of late. Uh, however, this is exciting. This is exciting that two is finally going to get to play. And there's, for me, it's a punt just because there's too many factors at play here, but Miles Gaskin has been running the ball very well with the, uh, uh, with uh, Miami, they are at home. They are coming off of a bye week, so they are very well rested. The Rams are traveling across the country on short rest since they played on Monday Night Football. There are a lot of you variables here, especially with <laughs> they showed up yesterday. So yeah, you know they they traveled late, but regardless, um, oh, that's a good play by Ridley there. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, to, to my point though. Tua has a lot of upside. If he's great, then the the, the I think Andy cut out. Him? I think we lost him. I think we no. didn't see. Uh, hey Andy. So I would. Uh, I'm going to punt on this on this matchup. But uh, you know what? If I had to take a pick, I'd take the Dolphins. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You're watching. I'm really excited game. about. You're watching. I don't know what game you're watching on Sunday, but <laughs> I'm, I'm really tell excited you, the Rams about Tua. Pretty man. damn good. Pretty I agree hundred percent with Nick on this one. The Rams are going <laughs> to win by two touchdowns in this one. They're not going to give Tua any time to throw this ball. They're one of the best pass defenses in the league right now. Forty. Right now, Dolphins are forty percent on third downs on offense. Twenty second in the league. While the Los Angeles defense is, thir- they give up 34% third down conversions. That's fourth in the league. So I, I feel like even on third downs, they're going to get to a just goal, or they're going to they're going to be 
giving him a lot of pressure. So I love the three and a half on this one. I think they're winning by more than a touchdown this this game. I agree. Oh, well, 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 well. I agree. We have a rookie quarterback <laughs> here. Nick Aaron Donald is going to be looking him right in the eyes. I, I love it. As <laughs> you said, to the league. As you said, the Rams traveled early. McVay in early East Coast games, five and one against the spread. I think he's got I think he knows what he's doing. I think he knows what he's doing. Let's hey, go Joe, ahead and move on. Go ahead. For you. How much does Aaron Donald bench? Five. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Five pounds. You wish. Five hundred, actually. Sorry. Five whole pounds. <laughs> Five hundred. I know. I know. Aaron Donald's a complete beast. And just so you guys know, I, I I clearly just took the Dolphins here to slightly troll my my uber happy friend on the other end there, Nick. Um, well, the Rams are a clearly that. superior team. Uh, you know, they have a good chance of winning this one. But just for the sake of argument, I'm going to take the Dolphins here so we could talk about this one next week. I respect that. <laughs> let's, go, let's go ahead and move on to another playoff matchup here. We have the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ravens are four and a half point home favorites. Like I said, we got a playoff matchup here, boys. We have two great defenses. I'm punting this game, but I want to let Nick and Adam talk. I know you guys, I, I want to know what you guys are choosing on the side. Adam, we can start with you. Who are you taking in this game? I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers in this one. I, I think Pittsburgh is right now. They're looking like the best team in the league right now, in my opinion, they've, I mean, they've, they, they, well, I guess the second half, they kind of struggled a little bit against Tennessee. They still pulled it out uh, with that blowout win against Cleveland last week as well. Uh, they do play well on the road. They're two, two and oh on the road against the spread and two and oh outright on the road this year. So um, I, I do see it's, I do see this going to be it, the number one rushing defense for Pittsburgh versus the number one running offense for Baltimore. It looks like uh, Mark Ingram is a little bit is questionable right now. I think Pittsburgh is going to stop the run and force Lamar to pass the ball versus a good secondary. So I, I like Pittsburgh to cover plus four in this one. I see a close game, but um, yeah, I'm going to I love Pittsburgh plus four in this game. Yeah, I, I agree, Adam. I I like I I like I don't know if I love it, but I like Pittsburgh plus four. Uh, this is a field game for me. Uh, the Steelers just played such a tough football game against the Titans last week, and I mean they they were a miskick from playing an OT. Uh, but I think the Steelers team is gritty. Mike Tomlin's an incredible coach, and Big Ben did have three turnovers last week. I think he'll clean those up from a week ago. Uh, I think four points as well is a lot for a Ravens team that almost recently blew a lead against the wide receiverless Eagles. Uh, the Chiefs also made Lamar Jackson look like he's never played football, and now he's going up against arguably one of the best defenses in the NFL. I kind of worry about Lamar in this game. Uh, I think Steelers defense might be all over him. And I, I don't know, it might be a tough day for that Baltimore offense. So I'm going to take Steelers think- plus four here. I think it'll be a tough day for both offenses. Ben Roethlisberger historically uh, doesn't play that well on the road, but also struggles against good pass defenses, and that is found in the Ravens. Uh, If I were to choose, I would go with you guys and take the Steelers because the Steelers have been playing fantastic football on the defensive end and just sufficing fine on the offensive end with Ben Roethlisberger being A-OK. Uh, and while James Conner and Benny Snell have been running the ball very well, good offensive line, great defense. This is going to be a great defensive play. I like the under 46 and a half over under. Uh, I would take the under because I just think that both uh, Lamar Jackson has been struggling to throw the ball uh, this year. And I think he's going to be forced to drop back and pass it a little bit more than he has been used to. Great matchup, a lot of fun passing. I'm going to punt on the, uh, on the pick here, but uh, I'm really excited to watch this game. Nick and Adam, I want to give you a few stats here. Baltimore 9-4 and four against the spread coming off a of bye week under Coach John Harbaugh. Also in this matchup against Pittsburgh and the Ravens, home team has won 25 of the last 38 meetings. That's 66% of the time the home, home team wins. So I'm giving you boys the best of luck on the Steelers there, but I am punting. Thank you. Let's go ahead and move on to the afternoon games. We have the Denver Broncos hosting the Los Angeles Chargers as three-point home home dogs Broncos are home dogs Broncos are coming off a home loss versus the Kansas City Chiefs Denver last week they looked like a decent pick at 10 and a half uh in the snow game their 10 to 6 deficit quickly turned into a 24 to 9 blowout Drew Locke had a pick sixth and the special teams allowed a kickoff return Melvin Gordon fumbled a flea flicker by pitching the ball over Drew Locke's head it was just looking Mm. ugly Chargers on the other hand coming off a win over the Jags covering the seven and a half 
That game looked like the Jaguars couldn't end up winning there for a bit, but Herbert ended up pulling it out in the end. Chargers have been without three starting linemen for a few weeks now. Brian Bulaga has been limited in practice this week coming off a back injury, so that is something to monitor with him getting back on the field. Also, fellow lineman Trey Turner has not practiced this week with a groin injury. I am punting this game, but Nick, I know you picked the Chargers last week and they covered for you, and I know you like the Chargers here again. I do. I do. I'm going back-to-back weeks with them. Um, uh, You guys want to hear a fun fact? Uh, In terms of overall fantasy points, Justin Herbert has more fantasy points than Lamar Jackson this season. Justin Herbert has been absolutely incredible. Uh, and the Chargers defense with Joey Bosa, I believe, will overwhelm Drew Locke. You just saw what's happened with him the last couple of weeks. He really doesn't do well against any kind of pass rush. Uh, and Justin Herbert has just proven people wrong. And I think that can that trend will continue. Uh, and I just the Chargers should win this game and I'll take the three points with it because I just don't think that's even enough right there. I, I looked at this game and I thought the spread should have been more at minus five and a half personally. So I picked this one too there, Nick. Uh, and I'm just, I, I, you know, I don't want to take too much time away because I agree with you on all counts. Uh, Justin Herbert has been some kind of special this year. We yeah. on that front. Everything he does looks incredible. The acrobatic throws he makes into the accuracy reminds you of Pat Mahomes coming onto the scene in his first year. I think that there's a huge future for this guy. Chargers defense is not anything to write home about. They have allowed uh, the third most points against uh, opposing offenses in fantasy, but the, uh, the Denver's offense has been really struggling and Vic Fangio is not good at running an offense on that end. So I don't really think that the home advantage is going to take too much into play here. Uh, Justin Herbert's going to, to going to lead this offense to another victory here. And I think he'll do so in an easy fact or in an easy factor. You know, I punted this game, and I, I guess just for the fact that I, I, there's a little too much, the 68% of the tickets right now and 87% of the monies right now is on the Chargers. I, I didn't, I wasn't really interested in this game just for the fact they're two, two, and four teams. And I, I looked at a stat here, actually. Denver has won 10 out of the past 13 meetings against Denver going back to 2014. So uh, I, I did like the Chargers in this one, but I, I, I'm going to punt this game. Just I, I did think it, it should be four or five points. I, I think uh, Herbert's been playing out of lights out this year. I um, I do like the Chargers, but it's not on my pick em list this, this week. I do love Justin Herbert as well. Let's go ahead and move on to Andy's Chicago Bears hosting the New Orleans Saints. Bears are four and a half point home dogs. Bears coming off a blowout loss to the Rams on Monday night. Saints coming off a hard-fought win versus division rival the Panthers. Saints did not cover the 7.5 they were favored by. Guys, I'm leaning Saints here as I think they are just the more talented team. Michael Thomas did not practice Wednesday, but he was limited today on Thursday. I ended up punting this game, but I wanted to take the Saints here laying 4.5 on the road versus the fraudulent Bears. Only thing holding me back is a stat I found. Saints are 13 and 17 against the spread when favored by four or more on the road since 2010. Andy, I got to go to you on this one as the Bears guy. What's your thoughts on this game? Uh, first of all, you are what your record says you are. That's number one. <laughs> and number two, the Bears suck. So I don't know really where I stand on the Bears. Uh, that, that that offense is, is just – it's just – a pain to watch and to root for. Uh, however, the defense has been really good as it is as <laughs> years past. You know, it seems like with every NFL team moving towards a good, uh, quick, fast paced offense with a lot of offensive playmakers and the league is going more towards passing and scoring, the Bears are going the completely opposite direction and still sucking on offense while trying to keep games close on the defensive end. Going off of that, Drew Brees has really struggled again. Andy, I think you have some tough connection there. Yeah, you're kind of cutting up. Nick, what do you have on this game? Well, <laughs> all right, I'm so just gonna. Guys, I'm gonna have to leave it for the way. Go all ahead, right. Nick. Um, <laughs> all right. Since it definitely shows that this that's just the Bears' luck right there is for Andy's connection to go out. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, well, <laughs> this is I the Bears' luck right here, there. So. You are back. I hear him. You are back. But, but 
Drew, go ahead. Got a question for you. I've got a question for you, Drew. What month is it going to be on Sunday? November. It's not October anymore. Saints aren't covering any spreads. I think the Bears will actually play a decent game. I just don't know for sure since they looked so bad last week. So for me, I just have to punt this game. Yeah, I got not much, uh, Andy. I, I feel bad for you. Being <laughs> it's just is what it is. Yeah. What are you gonna do, man? We're five and two still. It's one of those weird <laughs> things. Like, oh well, we're five and two, so that's pretty cool. But and don't you know, apologize. You don't future to come. Just to just to close my thoughts on that. Now that I have a better connection, um, you know, I said Drew Brees really struggles on the road. He really struggles against the Bears too. So. Uh, I do think that there's, you know, Alvin Kamara is going to be able to do a little bit, but the Bears defense, you know, they keep it within one score. They keep it within one score. Bears have a shot at covering. And you know what Mick Foles has done uh, multiple times this season was to cover on the Bears in a backdoor fashion. So that possibility remains. I'm punting. I'm looking at this one from the stands as a fan. I'm not picking (laughs) on this game, but I do think that that there's still a good chance yeah, this isn't a, a gimme victory by the Saints by any means here. I think that For there's sure. going to be a struggle to cover that four mm-hmm. points on their end. Andy Andy said a good word, though, or the good name there, Kamara. I think Kamara's mm-hmm. still going to have a big game. I'm punting this game, but I like Kamara to have a big game. If it's anywhere, if his rushing and receiving yards is anywhere like a 110, like where it has been the past couple weeks, I'm hitting that. I, I think he, he gets so much volume on the receiving side and the rushing side, especially with Thomas out and uh, Sanders, I think, is out this week again. So um, I expect Kamara to have another big game, but I'm punting this game in the overall line just because Chicago, I can't trust them. I bet them last week that plus six against the the Rams. So um I, I think I, I said they're a fraudulent team last or two weeks ago when I picked them against the Carolina. <laughs> I picked them last week because I thought they were for real. I'm staying away from this game. I can't trust the Chicago Bears. I think that's the right move right there. Let's go ahead and move on to the Seattle Seahawks. Three and a half point home favorites versus division rival, the San Francisco 49ers. Another NFC West division game for Seattle. Seattle coming off an overtime loss to the Arizona Cardinals, as we said. Interesting stat about that game. First time in NFL history. There was two quarterbacks on each side of the ball that both passed for 300 yards each and also ran for 50 yards each. Seattle defense has been one of the worst in the league this year. Although I thought they were hanging in there for three quarters of that game until the fourth quarter in overtime. Russell Wilson did have three interceptions in that game, which easily led to the Cardinals winning that game. 49ers coming off a blowout win versus the Patriots. They were down their starting center, plus their top two running running backs. That didn't seem to stop them. Jimmy G tore the New England defense apart. I'm also expecting the same thing this week versus Seattle's weak defense. Nick, as our NFC West guy, as a Rams fan, what is your opinion on this game? Because I like Seattle here. You know, I don't hate the Seattle pick here, but the only thing I have is that the last couple of weeks, the 49ers have kind of started to look like themselves from last year. I just, as bad, I mean, as much as we want to rag on the Patriots is how bad they were last week. You got to give credit to Shanahan and that offensive scheme. They were incredible. Um, and I'm a little worried because they're uh, nice thing is they don't have any real running backs. They're all hurt. Um, but for the most part, it's a, it's kind of a plug in place offense for the 49ers. Um, they're a very good football team. Seattle's very tough at home. I personally am going to have to, I, I punted this game. So I, if I were to lean one way, it might have to be the 49ers. Unfortunately, Drew. I, I, I disagree with you. I kind of like the Seattle Seahawks in this pick, but I did punt it just so that I, I, I can't really trust them. Going back off your point, Nick, I think San Francisco's really came around as a great team here the past couple of weeks. Um, there's a lot of question marks right now on the offensive side for both team, or I guess on the Seattle side, that both their running backs right now, Chris Carson and um, Hyde are, are questionable right now. So, um, San Francisco lost Mosert this for the or there he's on the IR right now. They're banged up on the defense right now. So um I'm punting this game just because there's a few unknowns in this game. But the one thing I'm disappointed in is there might be one or two teams in that NFC West that might be left out of the playoffs. And that is the most disappointing thing in the world because all four of those teams are playoff teams, in my opinion. For sure. Adam right yeah, now. I agree. I agree. And then you're going to see some NFC East dog just get a home field advantage in the first playoff game. So bad. Yeah. 
you know, I don't know. I, I could list you off a bunch of stats on how Seattle's offense is incredible. And I could list you off a bunch of stats on how San, Fr- San Francisco's playmaking or play calling is incredible. You know, the Seahawks broke my heart last week. I, they play w- a bunch of weird games. You never know how it's going to go here. Three points. Yeah, I like the Seahawks. I think they're a better team. I think they, they run a better offense. But then again, you know, their defense is so bad. I think George Kittle can get four touchdowns on his own. So this game, <laughs> staying away from it. Seahawks play weird games. As you said, Adam great game it's going to be a lot of fun to watch mm-hmm. fantastic divisional football matchup um but yeah anything can happen here and i just wouldn't feel confident when this one kicks off in any direction i'm i'm liking seattle here and the reason why is i like russell wilson coming back after a loss here i backed aaron Rodgers last week coming off a loss we saw what happened there he had four touchdowns russell wilson after a loss 22 and 10 against the spread home team has won 17 of the last 23 meetings Seattle 11 and two straight up in the last 13 versus the Niners. Give me Seattle here as I love Russell Wilson coming here and back off a loss. Continue to let that man cook. Let's go ahead and move on to Sunday night football. We have Philadelphia Eagles, seven and a half point home favorites versus the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas coming off an embarrassing loss last week versus Washington. Eagles coming off a comeback win versus the Giants. Andy Dalton will not play this week. Dallas has been an absolute dumpster fire this year. Granted, they've had a lot of key injuries. Eagles have a lot of injuries. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Miles Sanders all out. I'm punting this game, but I know both you, Adam, and as well as Andy like this game. Adam, let's start with you as you're a Carson Wentz and Eagles fan here. I absolutely love the Eagles in this, and I am absolutely done picking or betting on the Dallas Cowboys. That game last week, I, I bet on the Dallas last week, and that was it was embarrassing just watching that offense play. They were just they were terrible. They they gave up points against Washington as well. Um, this this game is actually interesting because Danucci, the new quarterback for Dallas, used to play for James Madison, uh, Carson Wentz's alma mater, and. Uh, Danucci actually threw the game-winning interception to NDSU last year in the 2019 FCS championship game. So um, a kind of interesting stat there. But uh, Eagles' run defense is improving right now. I, I think uh, especially this, I guess I just saw here, Nathan Jerry might be out. So that's always a good sign when that middle linebacker for them is out. He's such a slow player. I I, I don't know why he's still in that, in that position. But um, it sounds like Peters is going to be moving back to left tackle. Um, he was injured the past couple of weeks. I, I'm kind of questioning that decision. I, I guess I, I kind of like Malata on that that side as well. But um, nonetheless, Peters might get injured ten plays in. They might move Malata right back in there. So, uh, but I love I love see or the the Eagles in this seven and a half. It's moved to nine and a half since then. But um, I think the defense, the Eagles defense, that front four is going to get after Danucci, um, force him to make some mistakes on a rookie quarter back so um i i love the eagles in this by two touchdowns yeah i'm gonna like again i gotta agree with you there adam uh in every way uh, danucci you know coming onto the scene and he, he's he's faced with a losing proposition here with this dallas offensive line and defense uh he is going to really struggle to get any time in the pocket it's going to be a lot of scrambling on his end it's going to result in a lot of sacks i believe and uh carson wentz is quietly the fifth best quarterback in fantasy football right now he is playing incredibly well he likes to take it uh he likes to do it himself uh he is going up against 23rd ranked pass defense and the eagles as a team are going up against the 24th ranked run defense but that was also with a team that had Dak prescott was able to maintain the time of possession a little bit longer that's only gotten worse since his injury so i do think that uh you know this one not to think too hard about it uh love to see a divisional matchup on sunday night football should have totally been flexed out though because the eagles are going to win and cover and it's not even going to be pretty yeah, I mean, Adam, Andy, you both are very, very smart guys. That that's that was just good analysis all around. The Cowboys are an absolutely <laughs> terrible team. I mean, the only reason I didn't bet this game is because there's five games I like more, so that's the only reason I <laughs> it. Otherwise, I absolutely love the Eagles minus seven and a half here. Uh, it's just <laughs> Dallas is just the funniest joke in all of the NFL right now. Uh, defense can't guard anybody, can't stop anybody, no matter who it is. Ben DiNucci, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. 
it's just going to yeah. be a tough day out there. So sorry, um, soul. Yeah. God, just, I was actually thinking for the Dallas Cowboys, they should trade for Fitzpatrick. Might as well. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I wouldn't waste. I wouldn't waste it. I always we were talking about this earlier, Nick. I wouldn't waste any more cap space on this year's team than you have to. There's <laughs> the, the investment will yield you no yeah. reward on spending yep. it on Fitzpatrick. While we would love to see it, it'd be yeah, great. It would be, it'd be a great fun games. offense to watch. Oh, yeah. Uh, the people, I mean, it is business and it would be a waste of money for Jerry Jones to do that this year. Nah, sure. do it for the people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to the last game on the week eight slate. We have Monday night football. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the New York football giants. Uh, giants are 10 and a half point home dogs. We have the bucks coming off a nice win versus Las Vegas Raiders last week. Uh, Antonio Brown signed with the Buccaneers earlier this week, but he will not play for them. And also Chris Godwin will, Chris Godwin will miss this game. He has surgery on his fractured left index finger on Tuesday. Guys, I'm honestly liking the back the bucks here on a high number mismatch here in terms of talent especially at the quarterback position we have tom brady on one end who's throwing for 18 touchdowns four interceptions on the year on the other hand you have daniel jones who's hardly averaging 200 passing yards a game he has five touchdowns through seven games to go with seven interceptions and four fumbles giants have one of the worst o-lines here while the bucks have one of the best defensive lines i'm taking the bucks here i'm laying 10 and a half on the road as much as i hate laying high numbers but the Bucs should easily win by double digits. They just have the more talent. Andy, I think you agree with me here. Yeah, I do, because, uh, like, you know, I picked this as well. Again, not comfortable laying 10.5 points to normally, but this time I am. You get the worst offense against the worst defense, and that is just a recipe for failure for that offense. And you get a guy that went five straight weeks without throwing a touchdown pass. He's not going to be able to do that this week, too. Uh, Daniel Jones fumbles the ball more than any other quarterback and he's thrown just uh he's thrown in a good amount of interceptions too this year tampa bay is third against the pass they are 11th against the run uh and gallman doesn't scare anybody with the Devontae freeman sure. injury to tom brady has been playing great football tampa bay is going to win i just like you said this one's don't think too hard about it the spread scares people away from it a little bit, but I was able to look through that with you, Drew. I, I just think this, this is going to be Tampa Bay having their way with the Giants. Who in their right mind made this a Monday night football game? Like, <laughs> who, thought, who thought at the beginning of the season, yes, we need to have the Bucs and Giants on Monday night football. I, I, I'm i with you guys. I like the Bucs here too, minus 10.5. It's just a lot of points for me, so I just personally – like I said on the previous pick, there was other picks that I liked more. Uh, Giants have been steadily improving each week. They're tied for first in the division. So, I mean, I don't I know. Could, I could think of I could think of three <laughs> different three different games they could play on Monday night, other than that one: oh, Minnesota, dude, Green I... Bay, New England, Buffalo, San Francisco, Seattle. Even though Seattle had a Monday night game, but yeah, Rams, Dolphins. I want to see the Cincinnati Tennessee game in prime time, man. That one's going to be that electric. <laughs> That's going to be an electric offensive game. That is going to be a good one. I want the Chargers Broncos, honestly. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move on and give each of our top five picks. Andy, we can start with you. You went four and one in week six on our first episode. So we'll give you the respective honor and then we can go Nick, myself, and then Adam. Take it away, Andy. Yeah. So like I said earlier, um, you know, I'm going with tonight's pick and right now, uh, if did it, young who could just make that field goal that would up put two. the, yeah, that would put the Falcons up by two after the fourth down uh, conversion failed on the other end by Teddy Bridgewater. But I still think Carolina still has a good chance of covering the spread, you know, two points at this point in the game doesn't really matter. Uh, that is a pick. That is when I've been locked in at, uh, Indianapolis, again, they're going to be able to run the ball all over Detroit. Um, and I think that with the time of possession and Matt Stafford will struggle to move the ball on his end. Indianapolis should win and cover easily uh, with Nick uh, Chargers minus three. Justin Herbert, some kind of special. It's about time Vegas starts respecting that they're going to cover easily. Uh, Dallas is really, 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 really bad on defense and now really, really, really bad on offense. So the Eagles, I think we're going to win this one by two touchdowns or more. And as we just talked about, I am looking way past to that 10 and a half point spread, just like the Eagles 
Tampa Bay will win and succeed easily in this one. <laughs> no, all right, here's my five. Minnesota at Green Bay minus six and a half. Aaron Rodgers is going to tear up this Minnesota secondary, as I said earlier. Um, I think it's pretty obvious Green Bay could win by more than a touchdown in this game. Uh, I got Cleveland minus two and a half at home against Las Vegas. Las Vegas has got to travel on the road. Raiders are 29th in differential. Browns are sixth in differential. I think this will be a turnover game. Um, Steelers plus four at Baltimore. Uh, This is a field game for me personally. I do think that out of the two coaches, Mike Tomlin's a better coach. I think Big Ben right now could be considered a better quarterback, and I think the Steelers might be a little more gritty. Chiefs made Lamar Jackson look like he's never played football. So, for me personally, I'm going to take the best defense in football with the Steelers plus four. Rams minus three and a half at Dolphins. I think they're going to blow them out. They looked great last week. Uh, Tua is the future, but not, not yet. Aaron Donald will be all over him. So, I'm going to take Rams minus three and a half there. And then, like you said, Andy – Justin Herbert, he's the guy for the Chargers right now. He's incredible. He's unbelievable. Some kind of special. Some, Some kind, kind of special. special. So, Chargers minus three for me at Denver. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to do my top five picks here. I'm going to start with Packers, six and a half here. Let Aaron Rodgers feast at Lambeau against this Minnesota rookie defense. I'm also going to take the Titans, five and a half. Rabel needs to get this defense juiced up. I think they're ready. We're, we're halfway through the season. We're heading towards the playoffs here sooner than later. Offense will take care of itself. Rabel needs to get this defense working. Rams, three and a half at Miami. Aaron Donald and company getting a matchup versus a rookie quarterback. Say no more. Give me the Rams. Seattle, minus three. Russell Wilson coming off a loss. 20-11 against the spread. Seattle has won 11 of the last 13 versus the 49ers. Give me the Seahawks to, pl- to outplay the 49ers here at home. And then I'm also taking the Bucks on Monday night, 10 and a half on the road. Give me Brady and company as the Bucks are just a more talented team here, and they're going to win by double digits. I, I got a couple similar picks. I, I love I love Green Bay here at nine to six and a half. Let let Aaron Rodgers eat, like you said, Drew. Uh, he's he's going to win by two or two or more touchdowns in this game. I think uh, Minnesota's defense is awful. Uh, Going off of Andy's point, Dallas is just a terrible team. Eagles are going to blow them out in this game by two touchdowns as well. Uh, Pittsburgh, like I said, I think they look like the best team in football right now. I love them at plus four. Um, The Rams at minus three and a half, I think they're going to get after Tua early. Um, It it looks – Dolphins aren't really good on third down, while the Rams' defense on third down is really good. then I'm going to go against Drew on this one. I'm taking Cincinnati plus five and a half, just for the fact uh, Tennessee tends to play down to their competition a little bit. So um, I, I, I like Burrow to have a big game. Uh, it's 272 passing yards Tennessee gives up. So um, I, I look for Burrow to have a big game and keep it close. Well, boys, another awesome podcast with some great analysis, and I wish you the best of luck on all your picks as well as the listeners at home. Listeners, continue to tune in every week as we will be here giving you our best analysis for picks on NFL games on a week-to-week basis. Thanks for tuning in to the Picks and Punts podcast, and let's beat the bookie. Happy Halloween. All right, guys. I fly like people get high planes. If you catch me at the border, I got visas in my name. If you come around here, I'll make them all day.